You're listening to the Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. You're listening to Confidential Brief for this Monday afternoon. It's just past the midday mark. Today we're going to be chatting to Vincent May from an international organization called On Point Protection Skills. A little bit later in the show we're going to be talking to Sean Rudd about uh, the establishment of a new crime scene unit in the private sector. I'd like to remind you that the views expressed on the show are not necessarily those of Chai FM. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on Chai FM. Welcome back. You're listening to Confidential Brief live every Monday on 101.9 FM in Johannesburg and broadcasting worldwide on ChaiFM.com. A friend for more than 25 years who emigrated almost 20 years ago to Canada has been making regular trips back to South Africa, offering serious self-defense training. And to tell us more about that, uh, I welcome to studio a friend that uh, I hold in, in very high esteem, Vincent May. Vincent, welcome to studio. Thank you. Thank you. For, thanks for having me here. Vincent, from our, our days uh, in Hilbra, in fact, it's 25 years plus now that I think about it. Exactly. Um, from our days in Hilbra, from our days looking after clubs, etc., times have changed. Um, you left South Africa, you went to Canada, and you carried on doing what you what you, you, you really enjoy, and that is the protection industry and supply and protection skills. Tell me more about what you're doing in South Africa before you left, what made you leave South Africa, and why you're now enjoying coming back so much. So, wow, I had an array of careers under my belt. I was, I was, uh, I was a mechanic, service advisor, a waiter, you name it. And then ended up, you know, I, I ended up using my martial arts skills for a bunch of, um, I guess a bunch of my jobs. I worked with a few different companies, uh, diplomats back in the day. I had my own security company, uh, Dragons Incorporated. And, you know, we worked with the, another company, Bad Boys, back then as well. And we helped out at the clubs, worked with yourself as well. Um, you know, we, 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 we helped wherever we could with, with, with security. I started teaching martial arts. And back then, um, we actually trained with a guy by the name of Rodney King, who brought Muay Thai into, into South Africa. And then he started training us with CQC and we had no idea what CQC is. So to my recollection, close quarter combat was born by Rodney King and we were the originators of that back then in what almost 93, 94. Continue training that and never knew that it would bring me to this, to this point where it's become such a foundation of what, what self-defense actually is and helping people figure out the difference between self-defense and, and martial arts. So back then in, in, in South Africa, we were, we were teaching guys Muay Thai. We were teaching them a little bit of the close quarter combat. And, um, I think a lot, it's, it's probably saved a lot of lives back then. And now it's just become a way bigger, say a way bigger foundation. Because there's so much more to to be added to 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 that um, to that system, and your your dis- decision to leave South Africa and go to Canada, um, <laughs> it was you know it, it was uh, it, it was out of curios- curiosity. I wasn't um, you know born and raised. You become immune to the crime here. We su- we saw it happening, you know. Um, but I was curious to see what was out there. Um, somehow, miraculously, made my way to Canada. Got got, uh, got citizenship there. Um, and that, that really gave me a good perspective of what a different life could be like, right? Uh, you, you live in a life of luxury. A lot of you, you're very protected in, in Canada, whether you're protected by the people or the government, right? And just as a, a good social system. Um, and 
that that's not what drew me there because I had no idea about Canada. It's just I, I was I was really curious about what was what was outside there, outside of South Africa. So we've had Rodney King on the on the show before, and um, we've chatted about the importance of of self defence, but we've never actually gone into into detail why it it doesn't just empower a person physically, but it, it most importantly empowers them mentally to be able to understand that there are ways and means to to combat a threat. So with regards to on point protection skills, which is your branded um, organization that you now come back to South Africa and offer training on. Correct. What makes it so unique in respect of, of other organizations out there that are offering similar self-defense courses? So, gosh, Chad, if I look at it, it's been over 30 years of training. If I just go back a little bit on, on, on the train that we had, we, we, we were born and raised in Mayfair. We, um, we trained with a guy who, who taught us karate, uh, Karate, kung fu, boxing, and that was the key things back then. But he taught what a, taught us what a twelve-year-old could could actually maintain at that point. And then it it grew. We we did kung fu. We did karate. Uh, so, yeah, we carried on doing a little more karate. And then you know, like as I said, we we um, uh, joined uh, uh, joined Rodney, and then just realized, you know what, the the martial arts wasn't working for us. wasn't working for us in the streets, given the violence or the the criminal environment and climate in South Africa, it, it just wasn't working. So it had to evolve into, um, into a, in, into a, a, a better system. So while I was in Canada, I trained with a bunch of different, uh, different people, uh, different crews, some special forces guys, some, uh, uh, guys who did, uh, Kali, all the, the, the Filipino martial arts. And I took what worked for South Africa. There's a lot of stuff that's taught out there. For instance, the chokehold. If you've seen them, seen the guys put uh, somebody in a chokehold, and um, you know, in the North America, those techniques might work there, but in South Africa, it's completely different because you you get attacked by three to four people at once, and each of them have a different role. So I looked at all the different attacks that happen in in South Africa and had to figure out how do I how do I circumvent these? Because what's happened is if I if if I look at security in South Africa. I almost feel we kind of have a little bit of false sense of security because every single time we put something out there on social media, on advertise a, a an alarm system, the criminals have circumvented every single thing. If you remember when we started with um, carjackings, we we had the luxury of driving with our windows open, doors unlocked. Then they, then they carjacked us with a knife. So what did we do? We closed our windows, locked our doors. Then they smashed our windows, took us out. Then we went and put anti-hijack systems in, and they circumvented that as well. They robbed us at gunpoint, knife point, found out where the button is, right? And then we went as far as, I think, a delayed delayed anti-hijack system. But then they took us with them in the vehicle. So they circumvented everything we did. So you'll see with my system, I don't put, I don't put anything on social media because I do not want criminals to be able to circumvent what, what we have. Um, our system is vicious. It is violent. But it helps you prepare for an attack. And it's not just physically, as, as you said earlier on, not, ev- not everyone is f- physically able to do 30 push-ups or run stairs or, or stand and fight somebody for even 20 seconds. So we have to firstly get you into, into mental preparation. And that's, I think, what's key for us. We never go into training saying we'll be able to teach you to throw punches or, or take somebody down. We have to mentally prepare you because there may be a situation where you can get out of it rather than get into it. Once you have the mental preparation, then we go into 
building blocks of what the on-point on-point protection systems is, and it's very very fast very fast maneuvers. Um, we like we we guarantee to, that a person is able to take an attacker down in 1.5 seconds, but also given. One needs to understand the difference between a static threat and an attack in motion. Two very different things. So what makes us very different, as I said, is having that mental preparation, actually sitting down with us for an hour and we go through scenarios. The on-point protection system is a lot about mindset changes, about how we, how we see things. You know, if I, uh, one thing I, I say to a lot of people, I ask them, what is situational awareness? And everyone gives me this, the same answers, which is, Watch your surroundings, um, how many people, where your exits, uh, what else would they consider, um, what weapons, where's, where's your fire extinguishers, things like that. That's all fine and dandy, but at the end of the day, situational awareness is. We're going to come back after this break. We're chatting to Vincent May from On Point Protection Skills. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. You're listening to Confidential Brief. My name is Chad Thomas, and um, you're listening to a very interesting interview today that we're having with um, Vincent May. Before we went to to break, he made a a remark that that is stuck in my mind. He said that you can take down an assailant in 1.5 seconds using his particular training. That is a huge statement to make, Vincent. Um, how do you justify such a statement? As I mentioned. Um I think what's happening is too many systems out there are focused on using so much power, right? Um, and fan, and fancy techniques, things and things on social media that just do not work in, in in the real world. And when I say the real world, I'm talking about South Africa, where there are real attacks, attacks happening more than thirty to forty times a day in a suburb. We're not talking a city, we're not talking a country, in a suburb. So we had to devise it. How does somebody take somebody down in the quickest quickest way, regardless your you know regardless your gender? Obviously, we understand some, there are there are restrictions. Um, on the show, I'm, I'm, I won't be divulging how we do it, but it has been done. We've done in just in February alone, we did over 14 courses, and every single person, every single person, or say over 200 people, have learned to incapacitate incapacitate an attacker within 1.5 seconds. Actually. It's less than 1.5 seconds. Well, not wanting to endorse you, but to say that I've actually witnessed it. Um, the ladies from our office participated in a course with you recently, and we saw how they can neutralize attackers in 1.5 seconds or less. Um, that being said, however, you keep on coming back to South Africa because you see there's a need here, obviously, and you have a very good relationship with organizations such as Bad Boys as well as Rural Protection um, Schemes, etc. Do you see yourself coming back to South Africa on a permanent basis? Every single time I come back, I think I've in, in the past just 10 years alone, I've been back 12 times. And every single time, I, like the last few weeks before, before I leave, I'm like, geez, I need to be back. I, I feel like South Africa needs me. South Africa needs the system. So there could be a good chance. And just coincidentally, I, um, in, I'm in the midst of registering a, a business in South Africa, the ops, ops group of, of, of companies. And um, there, there could be the potential that I work here five months of the year and then seven months, seven months abroad. And I think that that is, what I, that is what I'm aiming for because I think the system is growing so fast and uh, people are demanding it. 
not just requesting, they're demanding it. Can I take a flyer and think that the seven months you're going to spend in, in Canada are most probably their summer months and you're going to be coming to South Africa during their winter months so you can experience the great African sunshine? Exactly, exactly. You know, nothing beats South African sunshine. Um, and I'll be taking my mom with me. I don't want my mom to have any more winters. Yeah. <laughs> have you enjoyed Canada up until this point? Yeah, Canada's been really great for me. The first few years is tough, you know, because there's a huge, it's a huge culture shock for us. Um, getting used to the culture systems, not having to look, uh, well, the first two years, you're still looking over your back. You've, you're very suspicious, very un- un- untrusting of, of, of people around you. People are being nice to you and you're wondering, is this, is this for real? You know, so after the, I'd say it takes about a good three, between three to five years to adjust. And Canada, yeah, Canada's been amazing to me. Um, I've grown immensely as a person, so I've come back and realized, you know, my communication skills are way better. The, the, the understanding of, of, of community and what, you know, back in the days there was, uh, you know, we were brought up in the era of apartheid where I was, I was the brunt of apartheid. We got, we got teased and I'm not, I'm not mad at those guys anymore. I understand. You know what? We were, we grown up in, in different eras. They, they didn't know any better. So I think it's only the fact that I, I traveled and, Immerse myself in different cultures and open myself to, to better communication and growing that, um, it's led me to where, where I am now. Um, so yeah, Canada in, in that sense, in terms of personal growth has been huge, uh, on the business side immensely. Um, every single position I've taken, I've excelled in and within two to three months of, of, uh, you know, being promoted to the point where, you know, I'm at a, at a, uh, Corporate environments as a director of security looking after multi-million dollar businesses. And, uh, you know, I think because of our South African experience, our, firstly, our South African work, um, work ethics, we're not lazy. You know, we, we really go and make things work for ourselves and to, to put food, food on the table and, and a roof over our heads, not just for ourselves, for our friends as well. Um, it's really helped me make a name for myself in, in Canada. And it's just getting bigger now. So you are listening to radio, you're not watching us on television. So for those that were confused when uh, Vincent mentioned that he was also a victim of apartheid, um, Vincent is Chinese, as you'll see on our pictures on social media. And as we all know, the Chinese were regarded as second-class citizens during the apartheid rule, whereas Japanese, who the National Party had trade with, were regarded as white. Apartheid, the most bizarre, inhumane system one could ever imagine. Um, Vince, I know that you don't put your... Um, your training up on social media, but you do have an active social media following. And I know that there's testimonials, etc. So in closing, how do, how do people that want to know about future courses in South Africa get in touch with you? And while you're out of the country, will they still be able to engage with anybody on South African soil relating to the training that you've been given, um, that you've been giving and people perhaps who've been trained up to perhaps also offer that level of training? So that's where there's been huge, huge growth this year. Gosh, we went leaps and bounds. Um, I opened up an instructor's course because because I realized I can't be in 30, 30 to 40 places in, 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 in one day. So we now have three instructors, two males, one female, and two, on the, and two of them are based on the West Rand and one on, one on the East Rand. Um, so they are able to teach our level one unarmed unarmed uh, CQC or close quarter combat. They are available to teach as of now. They've attended a l- pretty much almost all the courses that I've taught you. They've, you know, they have a passion for teaching this because again, they haven't seen anything like this before. They do have a background in, in self-defense or some form of combat. 
you can go onto the website, which is um, oppsint.com, or just look us up on Google, On Point Protection Skills. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook as well, On Point Protection Skills. You can always reach out to me. I will, I'm pretty good at, at responding. If I'm in Canada, give me at least nine hours because of the time difference. However, I will, um, on, on the website, you will see all the different instructors, whether you wanted to do a ladies only course, which is doing incredibly well. Um, you can reach out to Jesse. We have John Benneker. We have, uh, Ruben Herbert. And we also have potentially two more instructors coming onto, onto the course and onto, which we call our Wolfpack, uh, pretty soon within the next, within the next two months. So you can always reach me by any of the social media platforms and yeah, we will respond pretty efficiently. Vincent May, On Point Protection Services, thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to your next trip. Hopefully it'll be sooner than later. And enjoy your flight back to Canada. Thank you very much. Might see you in literally less than nine months here. I'm looking forward to it.